Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 10th day of March, 2022. Christopher Columbus visited the island of Hispanola on each of his four voyages. In 1496, he departs for Spain, leaving his brother in command. Columbus landed on many islands in the Caribbean, in Central America, and South America, but he did not land on North America. King Charles I seemed to have issues with Parliament. He had disbanded it three times before 1629. He gave them the complete heave and ruled without them for the next 11 years. No one asked the 11 years' tyranny. His reasoning was, because I'm king. Abraham Lincoln applies for a patent in 1849 for a device to lift boats over low-water shoals. It will be granted and assigned to number 6469. The device was never manufactured, but it made Lincoln the only president to hold a patent. The first U.S. paper money is issued in 1864. The smallest denomination is a $5 bill, and the largest, a $1,000 bill. Today, the largest is the 100. Alexander Graham Bell successfully tests the telephone in 1876. There is no evidence that he received a call from a telemarketer later that day. The Republic of China officially abolishes slavery in 1910. Making designer shoes for the West at pennies a day is not slavery. Just ask the Chicoms, they will tell you that. Nashville guitarist Norman Blake is 84. Blake dropped out of high school at the age of 16 to become a professional musician. Except for a stint in the Army, that is what he has done. He has toured with Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson. He was the house musician on The Johnny Cash Show and played on a long list of albums. Joe Malone of the NHL Quebec Bulldogs scored his second double hat trick in 1920. That is six goals in a single game. This was the second time Malone had managed the feat. No other player has accomplished this twice, and only six other players have done so once, the last time in 1976. I'm not sure how you classify Chuck Norris, but he is 82 today. As highly acclaimed and brash as he might seem in later life, he was not athletic in school, quite withdrawn, and a mediocre student. Tom Schultz of the rock group Boston is 75. Schultz has a master's degree in engineering from MIT. He holds a number of patents related to musical equipment. We think of J. Edgar Hoover as the bulldog at the head of the FBI. In 1951, his name was floated as a potential for baseball commissioner. This was not the first time either. How close he came to the position is pure speculation. Record producer Rick Rubin is 59. Rubin has been influential in hip-hop, metal, and to a small extent, country genres. Simon and Garfunkel record The Sounds of Silence in 1964. The first version was acoustic and a commercial failure. The two parted ways. But with time, it gained some traction, and the record producer remixed it with additional instruments. The remix will go to number one in early 1966. James Earl Ray pleads guilty to assassinating Martin Luther King in 1969. He later decides that was a bad plan and tries to change his plea. The Senate approved the amendment lowering the voting age to 18 in 1971. The push had political motives, and one of the arguments was 18-year-olds could be drafted and still not vote. While the argument seems sound, it lacks. There are reasons based on brain development that support drafting 18-year-olds withholding voting for a few years. 25 might be a more satisfactory age. 
Astronomers had known for some time that Saturn has rings. In 1977, they discovered that Uranus also has rings, just not as visible nor complex as Saturn's. Jupiter and Neptune also have rings that are simpler still. The frontman for the multi-platinum rock group Breaking Benjamin, Benjamin Burnley, is 44. Kim Carnes releases Betty Davis Eyes in 1981. It will be the Billboard Song of the Year. The song will sit at the number one spot for nine out of ten weeks in the late spring and summer. Stars on 45 medley broke the streak in the middle. Carrie Underwood is 39. She was the winner of the fourth season of American Idol, 22 at the time. She is reported to have been a crowd favorite from the start and won each round by a large margin. 20 years ago, the dot-com bubble peaks when the NASDAQ index hits 5,048. Yesterday, it closed at 13,255. That's history and comment for the 10th day of March. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.